putting the power of your free speech into action on air and online at WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford Issues on News Radio WGNS. Mr. Baseman. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is Bill Krause on a gorgeous, almost summer morning uh, to greet you and to bring to you the message that we bring every month, the optimism of tomorrow. As you all know, we've gone through 16 months of certainly not the most positive period of time in our community, state, and nation, but we are on the road of optimism. And I'm extremely honored and pleased to introduce my guest today, who is a gentleman that brings a great amount of history, experience, and quality uh, to this community, Murfreesboro. He's the public information officer of the city of Murfreesboro, Mr. Mike Browning. Uh, Mike, would you... Give us a little background, where you were born, how you got to this position, uh, professional positions along the way, because you're part of the team of Murfreesboro, and I think an extraordinarily uh, significant member of the team and contributing a great amount to the success of the city. Well, good morning, Bill. It's good to be with you and good to be with uh, the community of Murfreesboro, a great place to live. Uh, So many people are moving here because it is. Uh, Those of us uh, who've lived here a while, uh, complain sometimes about the uh, the numbers of people who are moving here, um, but the alternative to not growing uh, would be uh, less attractive and less livable. So one of the things we have to do is uh, appreciate the fact that if we're growing and prospering, uh, we also have some of the challenges that come with the city. Um, I moved here in 2003. I was in Oklahoma at the time working... Um, as a news anchor and uh, reporter in Tulsa. And my brother lived in Warren County. He's seven years young, younger, he still lives there. He followed my father's footsteps to work for Bridgestone. Mm-hmm. My father worked for Firestone after he came back from France um, in the 1940s. And he worked there all of his life, like so many people do in manufacturing in the old days. It's not so true now. But my brother had uh, followed in his footsteps to work for Bridgestone, and every time I traveled here to visit him, he lives uh, on the Caney Fork that flows into the mm-hmm. Center Hill, mm-hmm. I found uh, Tennessee and Nashville to be very attractive, and I said, somehow I've got to get to that area. And fortunately, I was blessed enough to do so and worked in Nashville for a while. But I'm originally from Illinois. That's where I was born and raised. In fact, my family goes back, uh, the Harshbargers on my on my grandmother's side, go back to some of the first settlers that wow. crossed over from Indiana into Illinois. But central Illinois, as you know, it's known for Lincoln country. It's where Abe Lincoln moved, sure. uh, moved to Decatur, Illinois, my hometown, at the age of 21. And uh, then the rest is history. Went on to Springfield as a lawmaker and, and then uh, to the White House. But uh, that's where I'm from, the middle part of Illinois. And you joined the city of Murfreesboro when? That was in 2014. Prior to that, I'd worked at MTSU for mm-hmm. four years as a, uh, a video specialist and a host of the Out of the Blue show for MTSU, which was a monthly video magazine. And while I was there, part of my goal was to, uh, to try to take advantage of being on campus. And uh, I went to graduate school in public history. I've always had a passion for history as a former journalist. Mm-hmm. In fact, I had that passion early on, but I thought I could probably do better as a career as a journalist than as a 
as a teacher at the time, but my passion's always been in history. So do you identify as part of your job the history of Murfreesboro and Rutherford County? Oh yeah, because uh, I can tell you a little story about that. Please. Um, Stones River National Battlefield, of course, mm -hmm. um, is one of the centerpieces, the, the tourism that attracts people from all over the world to come here to see what happened here and one of the bloodiest battles of the Civil War, but gets really kind of lost in the history yes. in between Shiloh and Chickamauga. Uh, but at Hazen's Monument, uh, there are several uh, tombstones there from those who lost their lives mm -hmm. in uh, the Stones River Battle, and one of those is a guy named J.J. Uh, it's Jonathan Browning oh. uh, from Southern Illinois, and I've never been able to, I've, I've researched it. There's mm -hmm. a good chance that he's a part of my heritage because my father um, is a Browning, of course, sure. and my grandfather Browning that we lost early. I never knew him, um, but he moved into Southern Illinois about that same area, mm -hmm. um, and um, so there, there could be a connection because that, that's where he was from. So. It's just interesting to know that there were people from Illinois that you know traveled down here, like so many of the uh, states, Illinois, Wisconsin, Michigan, uh, to fight in that battle here in Murfreesboro. We are, as I started the, this morning's show, we're extraordinarily optimistic about tomorrow, the day after, and the future. Uh, tell me about your optimism about Murfreesboro, both in terms of the community itself as a place to live, a place to work, a place to invest, a place to uh, operate a business. Uh, your optimism of Murfreesboro. Well, it probably starts with the fact that when I did decide uh, that moving to Tennessee was a, was a good place and a good decision, and I was fortunate enough to work you know, at Channel 2 in Nashville for a while, um, my brother, who had lived here for some time, he said, if you come to live in Middle Tennessee, you need to live in Murfreesboro. Mm -hmm. So I think it begins with that. Somebody was telling me then, uh, in 2003, that I should really take a look at this community. You know, we have several really big advantages, and my father used to always tell me, if you're looking for a place to live, find a place that has two things. One, a major university, mm -hmm. and two, something near if not a state capital, and I've lived and worked in state capitals most of my life as a political reporter. Okay. And we have a major growing university in MTSU that's very successful and has so many great things to offer. And by the way, I think Dr. McPhee's done a great job of growing the campus because when I first moved here, one of the things that they would say is kind of a lack of facilities. And mm -hmm. since then, they built you know the new science building, the new education building, the new student union. They're building a new concrete management uh, building. The facilities now are number one. You know, it's what still makes hard it. to park there, though. Right. Yeah, well, that's that's true. <laughs> Any of most university, correct? Yeah. Um, so we have a major university. We have we're close to a capital. Um, we have a community where education is quality. Uh, and I think that's one of the things that attracts families because they're looking for a place to live where they can raise a family and they want quality education and they find it here in the Murfreesboro City Schools and the Rutherford County Schools. Um, now, challenges come with that because we're having to build schools yes. almost every year uh, of one part or another, either for the city or for the county. Um, but that, again, it gets back to you have challenges with growth, but would you want the opposite? And when I talk about my hometown, it's really a, a tale of two cities. Mm -hmm. Decatur, Illinois, in the 1960s and 70s, was a prosperous city, manufacturing. It was built on manufacturing, you know, Caterpillar and sure. Firestone and uh, ADM, those kind of things. Well, it's 
subsequently lost population. It's been in a decline because of manufacturing. Mm-hmm. So whereas it was 100,000 in the early 70s, it's now down below 80. Wow. And Murfreesboro, just the opposite. It's mm-hmm. gone from, you know, around 50-some thousand to what we think now is probably well over 150,000, although we don't have the official census numbers yet. Um, so uh, those are things that are attractive. And the other thing that I think is really kind of a uh, – the people that take advantage of it know it, but our mm-hmm. park system is really quality. Yes. Um, we have a great park system and a greenway system, and that's expanding. There's mm-hmm. going to be a day where, you, you know, it's almost there now where you can cross through the entire city uh, and go wherever you want on a bicycle or walking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and the newest leg of it, you know, down near Barfield is, is fantastic. It's beautiful. Um, and people who haven't taken advantage of that need to do it. They need to just say on a Saturday morning, I want to go and see what's out there. Because there are those that, yes. that haven't. Uh, those that do it regularly know what a uh, gem it is. And so I think our park system is, is one of those attractive things as well. You mentioned growth, and uh, you know, it's the old adage, if you don't grow, you're rotting like a plant. But one of the significant attributes of the city of Murfreesboro and Rutherford County to a degree is the quality of growth that you are encouraging and experiencing. And you take a look at a lot of the growth areas of Murfreesboro, and it is quality residential, it is quality commercial, etc. You're bringing in uh, a good balance of uh, community, and I think the investment in the future is so significant. Yeah, well, you want diversity in a growing community. Um, you want to be able to invite people that come and know that they have multiple opportunities to live and prosper and do the things they want to do. So that's why sometimes people complain because they say, well, I don't really want parks because I don't, you know, Mm -hmm. do something in parks, but they may want something else that the city offers. The city can't just be one dimensional. It has to have several aspects in order to attract all of the people that benefit from the services that we provide. Um, So, you know, you want that kind of diversity uh, in opportunity for people. And mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things that, uh, that, that we are doing in Murfreesboro. The other thing is, uh, to be honest with you, when you have a city like Franklin uh, nearby, uh, that forces you, as, as you know, to step up your game because sure. the quality of the, the standards that they, they have had in the past uh, has compelled uh, the city of Murfreesboro to build some of the same standards and design uh, qualities and excellence along like Medical Center, mm-hmm. um, which has become a growing uh, benefit to the city with the uh, shopping and everything. And then there may be some more opportunities for development along that that's going to be great for, for millennials and young people that want to live near all that because they want to be where the action is. Exactly. Tell me this, one of the secrets of Murfreesboro, and it's a best-kept secret, and it's a secret that we like to broadcast continually. There is a certain spirit and involvement and participation of citizens in this community. Uh, I've been associated with cities all my life, either directly or indirectly, and I think the one thing that I marveled at, at Murfreesboro itself, and to a significant degree the entire Rutherford County, was the amount of citizen participation in organizations and activities and helping those less fortunate. Uh, 
I'm not sure if it reflects itself in voting percentages, but in terms of community involvement, I think it's a secret of Murfreesboro that makes it not only a great place to live, but a great place to call home. Yeah, and that's a really a good sign or reflective of a quality community when you have people that are taking pride in the community and they realize they've been blessed or benefited from uh, a prosperous community and then they want to reach out and help those who are either new to the community or who are less fortunate or struggling. And so there are many people who do a lot of volunteer work yes. uh, throughout the community in all the nonprofit agencies. Uh, you know, we have a thing called strategic programs within the city. Angela Jackson uh, is the director, uh, executive director over that. And, um, you know, the city provides funding for each of those uh, nonprofits. And uh, she's currently under a three-year plan of, of kind of working out how that would go about. And this part of this group that is now studying the community investment group uh, under mm -hmm. uh, Rick LaLance, the city council member who is, is the chair of that committee, is looking for ways um, to fund that without it having to go through the council so that there would be a separate organization that would, you know, as part of a trust or uh, whatever whatever they come up with, mm -hmm. they're still looking Not at Not too that. different than a university foundation. Yes, or a foundation, mm -hmm. so that the, the hands would be separate. A separate yes. organization would look at all of these and, and decide where the best priorities for the money uh, should be devoted. Uh, I think that's, that's going to be a positive for the community um, because, you know, we, do, we did benefit uh, from the sale of the electric company. Uh, but the council wants to see uh, that uh, money handled wisely and so that it can mm -hmm. grow and then also be here for years to come past, you know, the sure. next generations uh, will be able to benefit from, from this long-term uh, resource. One of the criteria to judge a city, judge a community, is the quality of its emergency services, its police, its fire, and so forth. And Murfreesboro is to be highly complimented on the quality of the level of service that both the police and fire uh, do respond. Would you like to comment on the effectiveness and the responsiveness of these two departments? Well, yeah. Um, one of the things that in, is an indicator of that is that you don't, you don't see the kind of problems that you've seen nationwide yes um and they've been many and you know now with with people with cell phones um that's changed policing a great totally. deal because uh the, the videotaping of incidents occurs but you hear very little problems um within our community when it comes to law enforcement they're out there they do their job quietly they take care of us they protect us and another example is the the rally that came you know um, several years ago several years ago they organized they planned they had that event and uh it went without a hitch yes i certainly want to thank mike browning the public information officer of the city of murfreesboro who certainly reflects the professionalism the quality and most importantly uh, a member of the city staff, a city team that cares about his community. Uh, thank you so much for coming. We wish you the very best. Murfreesboro is on the march. Murfreesboro is the city of the future. Rutherford Issues on News Radio WGNS. Mr. Bassman, do do the bubba.
Hello, this is John Sowell inviting you to bring the entire family to Jeff Sowell's Family Restaurant for some good country cooking and Nana's homemade desserts made in-house by Jimmy Sowell, the home of the four-layer cake and homemade banana pudding. Excellent. Very good food. like eating at home. You don't have to worry about going away hungry. We have 18 vegetables, 16 meats, and a variety of breads. Good food. And the service is good. Real nice folks here. We are located at 467 Hancock Street, across from Central School. It's the best food in town. I love it. The Freeman Hometown Service. The food is great. Jeff's Family Restaurant, 467 Hancock Street, open seven days a week. If you're not waking up to the wake-up crew, here's what you've been missing. Seems like it. We're all tired. It's devolving into Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Don't miss the wake-up crew with John, Brian, and Dalton. <laughs> Simultaneous Scooby. It's a stereo. Weekday mornings from 6 until Swap and Shop. You can only get that on the wake-up crew, right? Yes. <laughs> no one else is talking about it at all. Here on News Radio WGNS. Turn to Turner Security. Hey, it's Brian Barrett. Here at the radio station, we needed a security solution to keep the staff safe while also giving us some flexibility with guests entering the building. I've tried to find a solution for years, met countless representatives, and they all said it can't be done. That is, until I turned to Turner Security. Not only is it done, it's done right. For your home or business, take it from me. Turner Security is the only place I'd turn. Turn to Turner Security. Hello, friends. Thanks for listening in. This is Lenny Farmer here for Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home. Wow, cremation seems to be the talk of the day, and you probably have a question or two about whether that should be your final choice, because so many questions surround this method of finality to life. Let me set your mind at ease by answering your plaguing questions. You can reach me at 615-893-2422 to set up a time for a no-pressure question and answer period to help determine what is best for you. Jennings and Ayers. Good morning. It's time for your radio report of death notices from News Radio WGNS. Just a quick reminder that your full obituary listings are available online. Head on over to our website, wgnsradio.com forward slash obituary, or select the obituaries tab. Virginia Ann Farrell, aged 80, passed away on June the 14th. She is survived by her husband, James Farrell, her daughters, Lisa Tate, Kelly Hurley, as well as several grandchildren and great-grandchildren. The visitation was yesterday. The funeral service will be at 11 a.m. today at the Life Point Church. There will be a second visitation at 10 a.m. today at the church. Burial will follow in the Evergreen Cemetery. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home is in charge of the arrangements for Virginia Ann Farrell. Mary Aline Lettner, age 98, of Murfreesboro, passed away on June the 11th. She is survived by her son, Wayne Allen. Several grandchildren and great-grandchildren also survive. A graveside service will be held at 11 a.m. today at the Chapel Lawn Memorial Gardens in Shearville. Woodfin Memorial Chapel is in charge of the arrangements for Mary Aline Letner.
Beulah Mai Williams, age 100, passed away on June the 17th. She is survived by her sons, Donald R. Williams, Michael L. Williams, as well as several grandchildren and great-grandchildren. Visitation with the family will be from 10 a.m. until the time of a chapel service at 12 p.m. on Saturday, that's tomorrow, at the Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home. Burial will follow in the Boyd Cemetery. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home is in charge of the arrangements for Beulah Mai Williams. Virginia Catherine Lynch Mitchell, aged 83, of Bradyville, passed away on June the 11th. She is survived by her son, Andrew Mitchell II, daughters, Leslie Lloyd and Leisha Moore. Several grandchildren and great-grandchildren also survive. Visitation will be held at the Smith Funeral Home on Sunday from 1 until 3 p.m., and graveside services will follow on Sunday at 3 p.m. in the Riverside Cemetery. Smith Funeral Home is in charge of the arrangements for Virginia Catherine Lynch Mitchell. And Virginia Castle, age 71, passed away on June the 13th. She is survived by her husband, Keith Castle, her children, Elizabeth Nelson, Sean Castle, and several grandchildren. Visitation with the family will be tomorrow from 2 until 4 p.m. at the Woodfin Memorial Chapel. A funeral service will follow tomorrow at 4 p.m. at the Woodfin Memorial Chapel. Burial will be at the Middle Tennessee State Veterans Cemetery on Tuesday at 10 a.m. Woodfin Chapel is in charge of the arrangements for Virginia Castle. This does conclude your radio report of death notices, full obituary listings available online at our website, wgnsradio.com. Cremated remains can be interred in a cemetery plot or in a cremation niche in a columbarium. They can also be retained by the family or scattered at a meaningful location that can be appreciated for generations to come. I'm Shannon Whitfin Parsons with Whitfin Funeral Chapels and Cremation Services, serving you and your family since 1893. Talk Radio WGNS, putting the power of your free speech into action on air and online at WGNSRadio.com. When the weather's at its worst, we're at our best. Talk Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, TV 11.